0: Hey, what's up everybody, it's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Spears. Before I get into the look back on the season and then the look forward to the second half of the season, I first off want to say get well soon to my partner in crime, Luke Diamond, who is not doing well. He's been sick he was all right the first part of last week, and he started to get sick, and he's he's pretty sick now, so that's why I'm doing this alone, and I apologize up front because he's much better at hosting, obviously, than I am, so I'm not going to be nearly as good, but I'll do the best I can to to hold down the fort while he's gone, but I just want to send best wishes to, to Luke, and hopefully he feels better soon. He's definitely battling a virus, and we hope he, he gets better soon. So we can get back on the show. We look forward to uh doing the QA hopefully later this week with both of us. So we move on to our Colts. The first half of the season. Good, could have been better. Four and two open the season with a with a really bad loss to Jacksonville, who it turns out has not won a game since. Then reeled off three wins and some big wins. Then we had a you know a really bad game at Cleveland where I feel like we gave them the game. It was more of us making mistakes and not doing what we're supposed to do as opposed to anything Cleveland did. But give them credit. They capitalized on our mistakes and they beat us. That's another huge loss, especially when you think about head-to-head. Definitely wish we had that one back. And then we came out in the Cincinnati game like we were the Jets and played like the Jets in the first quarter. But after that, outscored the Bengals 31-6 to down the stretch to to win a much-needed much-needed victory going into the bye. So with this, I, I plan on going over the you know the early part of the season, what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and then the second half of this will be looking forward to what we have ahead of us, which is a damn tough schedule and a lot of great quarterbacks. So uh, just to get into the overall look at the team I, I thought Frank Reich really struggled. this was not a good first half for him. I hope he used this bye week to kind of look back at what he did right and what he did wrong. I thought he was really bad in the Jacksonville game. some really horrible coaching decisions where I think he outsmarted himself instead of just going with the smart play you know then you look at the Cleveland game the goal line the play from the goal line with the safety was a terrible play call. I thought he was pretty bad in that game. Cincinnati the first quarter was was one of the worst quarters the Colts have played in a very long time, but then he bounced back. So he's been average to me. I I wanted to go over the coaches and kind of grade them out. I think he's been average. I think Sirianni's been good. I've liked some of the play designs. Then you look at, you know, Tom Rathman, who I I just think is the best running back coach in, in the whole damn league. No fumbles from our running backs, especially proud of the way that Jonathan Taylor's held on to the ball. Uh, when he had some issues coming out of college, he's been great. I think Rathman has a lot to do with that. I think you look at all the running backs that we've had th- that have had issues fumbling the ball of Jordan Wilkins or Hines or whatever, or, or Taylor, he's done a really great job of coaching those guys up and coaching that fumbling right out of them. So a really great job by Rathman. I wanted to mention him because I think he he's a very underrated part of our coaching staff. Then you look at, at Matt Eberflutes. I think he's done an outstanding job. Definitely some consistency issues the last couple weeks, but I think that's more so due to missing their best player than anything else. Uh, obviously, they came out extremely flat against Cincinnati, and that's unacceptable. But other than that, I think they've been pretty damn good this first half. I don't think if you would have told somebody that they'd be fourth in points allowed going in after six games that anybody would, would really believe that. So he's been outstanding. I think he's, he's done a great job fixing up the secondary. Not as much cover two, more cover three, some cover six. So he's been really good. And then special teams. We don't talk a lot about it, but Bubba Ventron, a lot of issues last year with protection, kicking, just a lot of issues. And they've been outstanding. To me, the Colts have the best special teams in the league right now. Kicker's been unbelievable. Punter's been unbelievable. Protection's been great. Return game's been great. They've been outstanding. I think that's been the best part of the Colts team in the first half. So I'm really proud of the way the the special teams has bounced back. Isaiah Rogers has been unbelievable. So lots of of positivity going on in the special teams. And we'll get into that more in a minute. I'm going to get into the offense right now. 14th out of 32, 26.2 points per game. Not bad. We can be better. We've allowed six sacks, which is great protection from the offensive line. Uh, it's one sack a game, and one of those was Brissette when he played, and he only played a series, so I think you, you kind of get the idea there. Uh, six interceptions, one fumble, seven total turnovers. So we, we've turned it over you know every game pretty much. I mean, if you look at the total, uh, we got to get better there. Um, but Phil, Phil Rivers, 70% completion percentage, 1,598 yards, seven touchdowns, six interceptions, 8.1 yards per attempt. So pretty much all his numbers to me are good, except the interceptions. We got to get those down. Uh, That that goes with being better in the red zone, which I'll talk about later. Then Jonathan Taylor, 367 yards, 4.1 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, 16 receptions, 162 yards, no touchdowns, but no fumbles. So he's been a big part of our offense. I think he's getting better as the season goes on. Then you look at a guy that made a really big impact early on, Moali Cox, 11 receptions, under 94 yards, two touchdowns, got to get healthy. And then Zach Paschal, 16 receptions, 198 yards, two touchdowns. And he's he's slowed a little bit the last few weeks, but he's, he's been pretty solid overall. The team leader in receptions is Hines out of the backfield with 23 receptions and one touchdown. The guy that's really got to step up in the second half is T.Y. Hilton. 20 receptions, 242 yards, no touchdowns. Definitely a guy that we need big time in the second half. We've got a lot of wide receiver injuries with Michael Pittman, and then obviously Paris Campbell going down early. We will get Pittman back either this week or next week. Paris Campbell, we don't know. It's probably doubtful we'll get him back. So, very important that we get, you know, that we do better with the receivers in the second half. Marcus Johnson stepped up big in the Cincinnati game. Hopefully, he'll be a big part of our offense in the second half of the season. Now, the O-line. I think the O-line has has really been incredible as far as protection goes. Part of that's Rivers getting rid of the ball. Uh, and part of that's their, their you know really good protection. He's only been sacked five times. But on the other side of that, we've only averaged 3.2. Six yards per carry, which is not good enough. Our backup running backs, Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines, have to do better. Taylor's been solid at 4.1, but I think our O line has faced a lot of stacked boxes, and I think we're going to have to improve that in the second half if we want to get to where we want to go. So that's just a quick synopsis of the first half with this offense. Now get into the defense. Overall, 13 sacks, 10 interceptions. Crazy stat, but through six games, no fumble recoveries. So 10 overall turnovers. Looking at the players, the three biggest improvements on this team to me, DeForest Buckner, Xavier Rhodes, Julian Blackman. I'll go through each of them statistically. DeForest Buckner, 28 tackles, 13 quarterback hits, four tackles for a loss, two and a half sacks and a safety. Xavier Rhodes, 12 tackles, two interceptions, one pick six, eight passes defended. Julian Blackman, 10 tackles, 2 INTs, and six passes defended. So those three guys, especially DeForest Buckner, have made huge impacts on our defense. Definitely changed our defense for the better. And we said DeForest Buckner would change our defense, and that's exactly what he has done. And then another guy I wanted to highlight is Bobby Okereke, who I thought's been outstanding through the first six games, 33 tackles, three passes defended, one INT, one tackle for a loss, and he's played the last few games with a club on his hands. So tough player, and he's played well. Definitely think he's done a great job in the absence of Darius Leonard, uh, who we hope to get back this week at Detroit. And then looking at special teams, Rodrigo Blankenship, 16 of 18, which is 89%. 15 of 15 on extra points, which is 100%, obviously. Rigoberto Sanchez, 47 yards per punt, and a lot of punts penned inside the 20-yard line. That's what he does. That's what he's great at. Isaiah Rogers, eight returns, 293 yards, and a touchdown at Cleveland. He's been spectacular. 36.6 yards per return, which is first in the league. Naheem Hines, who we expected big things out of, 12 returns, 118 yards, 10 yards per return, which is not bad, but we thought he'd have a little bit more of explosive plays in the punt return game after what we saw at the end of the season. It just hasn't happened, but we got 10 games to go, and there's a lot of time left, so expect to see more Hines back there returning punts, and hopefully he can take a few to the house. And then finally, I wanted to mention two guys that have been outstanding on special teams, George Odom, Jordan Glasgow, Jordan Glasgow has been everything we thought he would be. I mean, blocked a punt in Chicago, really changed the momentum of that game. And George Odom's been great as well. Big plays down on the ball inside the five. Just absolutely a great job by our special teams, units, in all facets. So that was just a quick kind of synopsis of what we've done in the first half of the season. I definitely think there's a lot of room for improvement. And, you know, when you look at the second half of our, our schedule, it's not kind. It's very difficult. So I'll get into that in a minute. Just some offensive improvements that I think we'll see in the second half or that we need to see to really improve as a team. We've got to be better in the red zone. We have not been good there. We also haven't been good on third down. We've got to improve those two things tremendously in the second half, which is going to be difficult because we play a lot better teams. More balanced in the offense when we've been, you know off one way or the other whether generally speaking when we're off with passing we're not we're not really running and we're passing a ton we're generally not a very good team I mean, i'm thinking mainly about the jacksonville game i thought we got away from the run in that game way too early and uh ended up costing us down the stretch ty hilton gotta be better in the second half he's got to make more big plays get in the end zone and just make big plays show up. You can't, I mean, really, this is probably one of TY's worst for worst halves of a year if you look back at all the drops he had early on. So he's got to really get it going in the second half. I think he will. I think, you know, the more this offense plays together, I think you're seeing Phillip Rivers get into a, a nice rhythm and I think they're gonna play better. Will it be all will it, will it ever be perfect? No, but I, I do think that Phillip Rivers coming over here trying to, you know, incorporate new receivers. I mean, with the injuries and just a lot of different things going on, you know, took a little bit of time. But I do think now we're starting to see him play better. Obviously, the last game against Cincinnati, the second quarter was unbelievable. So he's really starting to get into a flow and hopefully we'll get Pittman back. But T.Y.'s got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. He's got to really show up in this second half. We see Houston twice, so that should help. You know how T.Y. always balls out against Houston. So definitely big for him to come up big in the second half of this season. Our offensive line has definitely got to run block better. They haven't been good in the first half. Part of that's been the extra guy in the box and not being afraid of Rivers throwing the ball down the field, but I think he will throw the ball down the field more. I think you look at the film against Cincinnati, uh, Marcus Johnson, you get Pittman back, you get TY Passquel, Moali gets healthy. I think you're going to see a lot more open offense in the second half of the season. And I think Frank Reich is really going to open it up because for, for us to win, we're going to have to score. We're playing a lot of really deadly offenses in the second half. So I think you're going to see some interesting play calls. And I think, you're, I think you're going to see Phillip Rivers play much better in the second half than he did in the first. And I think the offensive line's run blocking will be better because they're going to back that extra guy out of the box to take care of the pass. Finally, Rivers has got to be consistent. I don't really think Rivers is a guy you put the game on to win. When he's in that situation, he tends to struggle. We just need him to play his game, and the guys around him have to make plays. He's got to cut back on interceptions and bad throws. We all know we kind of live with one or two a game, and you just hope they don't get picked off. It's kind of like Andrew Luck. you know, With him trying to make all the plays, he knew there was probably going to be one or two plays where he forces something and there's going to be a chance for a turnover I kind of get that vibe with Rivers, although Rivers is playing with much better with a much better team, so he doesn't really need to do that. But he does seem to really try to press and we need to let him, we need to get him to do less of that. He doesn't need to do that as much. We have a good defense. We have great special teams. He doesn't need to try to make all the plays. So those are just some of the improvements I'd like to see in the second half, and we need to see in the second half to get to where we want to be. And then finally, like for the defense, some improvements that I'd like to see. We got to get more pressure with four from our defensive end and our line in general. The pressure hasn't been consistent. We need when we get consistent pressure, we turn teams over. We saw it, you saw it against the Jets, you saw it against the Vikings, you saw it against Cincinnati. When whenever this defense really gets after the quarterback, we force turnovers, even against Cleveland started pressure and Baker in the second half and they he he was not good turn the ball over Uh, I think that the consistency of the defense is the the biggest issue Uh, four quarters 60 minutes just got to play more consistent football I think even coach Fluce would tell you that because that's what wins games you can't have quarters like we had against Cincinnati or first halves like we had against Cleveland Um, you really got to buckle down and play consistent for 60 minutes because you can't put your offense, especially the offense that we have in the holes that we've put them in in some of these games. So that's the first thing, the pressure. And then, as I said, the consistency, all that stuff kind of comes to, comes together with pressure. I think if you get pressure on the quarterback, it makes everything else easier. And that's really been our biggest issue. When we're not getting pressure on the quarterback, then it leads to a lot of open receivers in space I think we've had some guys that haven't really played well against the pass. Uh, Anthony Walker Jr. has really been, in my opinion, probably the biggest defender in in the pass game when it comes to getting to his spot. He's just not been good in the first half. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more nickel situations with Kenny Moore on the field and two linebackers with uh, Leonard and Okariki in the second half because Walker, you just can't have him cover uh, space outside in the pass game. He's just not very good at it. Those are some improvements as far as defensively. Definitely the pressure leads to everything. That's always the most important thing. And create some fumbles. We have we have not recovered a single fumble in the in the first six games. And going forward, we're going to need to force turnovers. We do have 10 interceptions. We do have a couple safeties. So we've done great things defensively. Again, we're fourth overall in points allowed which is the stat that matters to me. So, And it's, I think, 19 points a game. So if our defense can keep playing that way, which I think is going to be a little more difficult, obviously, with what we're facing, which I'll talk about in a minute, I think we're going to be fine. I I look at the players that we have. We get Darius Leonard back. A lot of people complained about our defense the last few weeks and, and fail to realize that Darius Leonard's probably, outside of Buckner, our most important player, And and that's arguable. I mean, he's that big of a difference maker, so we have to get him back. And when you see him back this week in Detroit, you'll see the difference that he does make. But we definitely need to get more turnovers in the second half, continue to pressure the quarterback, and just, you know, overall play more consistent defensively. But I can't really be too mad at the defense and what they did in the first half. I thought they exceeded everyone's expectations, including my own, because I said they'd be a top-ten defense and they were a top-five defense. Uh, Buckner's been everything we asked for. We look at the improvements. Maybe, you know, we see more Taquan Lewis rushing from defensive end. Hopefully we get Trey back. I have not heard anything and haven't heard anything, which is very strange to me, which leads me to believe I don't think he's as close to coming back as a lot of people do. But hopefully he will come back. We need to make it. you know, we need difference makers at the defensive end spot. Houston's been okay, three sacks or three and a half sacks, something like that, but we need more. We need more from everybody not named Buckner. Grover Stewart's been outstanding on the line. The The run defense has been really, for the most part, outstanding. So, I mean, the interior of our D-line's been great. It's the outside guys really got to step it up, whether that's Muhammad or, you know, uh, Lewis or Banigou, I mean, who hasn't really seen the field. But Houston, those guys, they've got to find a way to get to the quarterback. When we get that outside pressure, you force fumbles, Changes games. I mean, it absolutely changes momentum in games. We've seen it happen to us. We've seen it happen in the past with with Mathis and Freeney and all those guys. So I think that's a huge key to the second half, you know, really getting to the quarterback, especially with the guys that we're going to face. Now that I've covered all that, let's look forward. Going into the second half of the season, this is where the Colts stand right now. Second place at 4-2. and two. The Titans lead to the AFC South at 5-1. and one. 2-0 in the division. The Colts are 0-1 in the division. And then the Texans are 1-6, and the Jags are 1-6. So this is a two-team race for the for the division title. I still believe the Colts cannot lose another game in the AFC South if they want to win this division. I think they have to sweep the Titans because I don't think the Titans are going to lose any other games in this division. And we've already blown, I mean, we, we blew our Biggest chance to jump out in this division by losing to Jacksonville. That killed us, so we're behind the eight ball with that loss. And then that other loss to the Browns gives them the the tiebreaker over us. As we look at the AFC Conference overall, the Steelers are 6-0 and just look really good. Roethlisberger and them with a big win over the Titans this week to give the Titans their first loss. The Chiefs are 6-1. With the upset loss at home to, to Vegas, which was a shock, um, so they're 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 where they want to be. The Titans are five and one, leading our division. Bills leading the AFC East at five and two. The Ravens are five and one, and just added Ngakwe, so their defense is just going to be insane. I still think they win the AFC North. I think they'll beat the Steelers both times, honestly. Uh, then the Browns are five and two, just ahead of us, and then we're four and two. So right now. Looking at the numbers, we're seventh in the AFC, which is where we need to be. We need to be in the top seven. So we are there, but I'm going to go over our schedule in a second. It ain't easy. Um, then you got Vegas right behind us. So when we play them, that's a huge game. And then they're three and three. And then the Dolphins are also three and three. And and I think, man, that's a team on the come up. They're going to Tua now. Uh, I don't know what their second half schedule is, but uh, that's definitely a team if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think they are going to be in prime position, especially having Houston's first-round pick, which that that trade just looks worse and worse by the day. They're going to get a top-five pick. Miami is, is going to be good for a very long time, provided their GM and coach are what we think they are. I think they have a very good head coach, and their GM's done a good job up to this point. So a little quick Miami note. I know this isn't a Miami podcast, but uh, looking forward to to our schedule and the quarterbacks we play. I just I, I just wanted to kind of go through that because I think it's interesting based on, you know, who we played in the first part of the season, Minshew, Cousins, Darnold, Foles, Mayfield, Burrow. I, I think, honestly, Burrow might be the best of what we've played so far, if you want the truth, uh, and he looks like the real deal. We talked about him after the game last week. He was great again. Uh, against Cleveland. Unfortunately, their defense is a, is a train wreck as we saw uh, and, and let up a late touchdown. But So we come out of the bye and we go to Detroit, who is a very up and down team. But I will say this, they're very, very competitive. They've been in every game. The issue with Detroit is coaching. That's where our biggest advantage is. Their roster is not bad. Their quarterback is solid, Matt Stafford. They're three and three. Um, the Colts gonna have to come and play well. This is not gonna be an easy game. It's not what we thought it would be after probably the first three weeks when the when the Lions I think were winless. But the Colts do have a very big advantage when it comes to coaching staffs. So I think they're they're far superior to the Detroit Lions coaching staff, and I don't think anyone would argue that. As far as the talent on the field, I think the Colts have more talent, but the Lions are not. Uh, you know, they they have talent too. They're not a team that lacks talent. Galladay on the outside for them is going to be a problem. Uh, and they've got the, the young rookie out of Georgia Swift, you know, and, and Adrian Peterson and their run game. So Marvin Jones in the pass game. So they've got they've got some stuff on both sides of the ball, some talented guys. So the Colts got to come ready to play. That's a big swing game for us going into Baltimore. Because once we hit Baltimore the next week against Lamar Jackson and the 5-1 and one Ravens, uh, we go on quite a run. So we get Baltimore, and then we get the short week, which Luke and I have talked about ad nauseum. I think it's ridiculous. First of all, I hate Thursday night football. We've stated that repeatedly. And the fact that we have a, to me, probably the biggest divisional game of our season after we play the Ravens on a short week is ridiculous. And I don't think it's just ridiculous because I'm a Colts fan. I don't think any divisional games should be played on Thursday night football. I think that is ridiculous. Those are the most important games on your schedule. In my opinion, the Thursday night games if they have to be played should be AFC NFC games and if you can't make those, make it, you know, an, an interconference game, but not a division game because those games mean so much and you're putting not only the Colts, but the Titans and whatever what what other teams have to play these divisional games in a bad spot, because these are such important games in their season, and I hate that the Colts have to friggin' play Baltimore, probably the most, most or second most physical defense in the league on a Sunday, and then turn around and have to play another one on, on Thursday. It's ridiculous. I beat that drum, and I will beat it every year. The Thursday night game needs to be thrown out, and I think they should have Monday night doubleheaders like Luke talked about in our, in our preview of the season. If you really give a shit about the players, then show it. Get rid of the Thursday night game. Play two Monday night games. That's what I think. So we start off at Detroit. Then we're, we, we got Baltimore on a Sunday. Then we are at Tennessee on a Thursday. Then we have 10 days off. And then we get Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So that's going to be fun. Little known stat, the Colts, since they moved to Indianapolis, have not lost at home to the Green Bay Packers, even when the Colts were bad they've somehow find a way to beat Green Bay in the 80s, the 90s. I mean, we all older fans will remember when the Packers came in undefeated and the Colts were completely defeated in 97, I want to say. And the Colts somehow with Paul Justin at quarterback beat the Green Bay Packers, who went on to, I think, losing the Super Bowl to Denver that year in San Diego. But that team, that Green Bay team with Favre and all those guys was superior. So weird things happen in this series. We're, we're on the wrong side of it with Pittsburgh. We're on the right side of it with Green Bay. Remember 2012, nobody thought we had a chance in the Pagano, uh, game. And, and we, we came back and won that. That was a friggin' miracle win. Reggie Wayne, all time performance, incredible. So Rogers and Green Bay, and then we get Tennessee for the second time in two weeks. You know, that's, That's an oddity, and another oddity in this schedule is after that, we go to Houston, who we should handle, but will be able to score because they have the best quarterback in our division, Deshaun Watson. Another situation where we're playing two games against the same team in three weeks. We get Tennessee, and then we get Houston. So we're at Houston, then at Las Vegas, which I think is going to be a big game as far as seeding and making the playoffs goes got to find a way to win that game. They're three and three at this point. Derek Carr with a big win at Kansas City. So, and then Carr, and it's funny, the two, what I consider the two worst quarterbacks on this list, Carr and Minshew, have absolutely carved up our defense. So none of these, none of these quarterbacks, Tannehill included, are easy to play against. So after we, we finish with Vegas we play Houston at home then we get Pittsburgh on the road we all know how that goes they're undefeated we never play well in Pittsburgh I feel absolutely certain that we're going to lose that game no matter what happens because we always find a way to lose at Pittsburgh then we finish the season with Jacksonville who is going to be playing for draft position they're one and six right now they have one win it was against us and that's pretty embarrassing um And I hope they pick up another win because I don't want the Jags to have any chance to get Trevor Lawrence. So the Jets just need to keep losing. I'd love it if maybe the Jags could beat Houston or something and give them a lead that the Jets definitely will not catch. But um, just to go back through it one more time for you guys without my incessant babbling, we're at Detroit, then Baltimore, at Tennessee, then Green Bay, then Tennessee at home, then at Houston, then at Vegas then home against Houston, then at Pittsburgh, and then Jacksonville at home to finish up the season. So it's not going to be an easy road. We do have three games against teams with one and six records, Houston twice, Jacksonville. We cannot lose any of those games. To me, the season comes down to Tennessee games. We're going to have to win them both. I don't think there's any way around it to get the division. I'm still looking at the division, I think we got a great shot at the wild card, but I want the division, so the Colts have to find a way to get it done. They definitely have the defense to do it. If the offense can get in gear, we can get a little bit healthy. I think we have the players on offense and defense and special teams to go into Tennessee and win. Tennessee's won a lot of close games to start this season, so they've been fairly lucky. They just lost their first game uh, on on a missed field goal at the end of the game. They're very tough. We all know how tough Henry is. Gonna be tough games, but I think the Colts can win too. I really believe in them. I think they can. They've showed they they actually the Colts have really showed what they can do defensively. And I think you get Darius Leonard back. Anything's possible with this team. I really believe that when they're able to run the ball, and I think their running game is going to improve in the second half. I think you're going to see a much improved offense with Phillip Rivers. You got to get that extra guy out of the box, and I think that changes the game. Not only for Rivers in this offense, but also for our running game, because I I think you'll see more Taylor long runs. And again, Taylor is starting to to be more patient. He's starting to look back side for cutback lanes, and he's already a physical and fast runner. Um, He starts developing patience and vision in the second half of this season. Look out because that could, he could be a real game changer in our offense. I would like to see Jordan Wilkins get a little bit more involved in the running game. He hasn't been great the last couple of games, but I think a lot of that is the offensive line just not opening any holes. They've gotta be better, the offensive line, in the run game. I think, again, as I talked about earlier, they've been fine in pass pro, and I think they'll continue to do a good job there. I mean, everything's still in front of us. Four and two, I'd like to be five and one or six and oh, But we just, you know, Jacksonville, we just didn't get it done. And then in Cleveland, we just beat ourselves. So I'm hoping Reich coaches a better second half than first. I thought he was very average to mediocre in the first half. And that's not Frank Reich to me. I thought the first two seasons, he was really outstanding as far as play design. And the first half of this season, I just he left a lot to be desired, made some decisions. I hated uh, the play in Jacksonville with Hines on the uh, on the goal line when we needed to go up 14, nothing. And he, he used, instead of using Taylor, he uses, Hines. I just, I, I, that, that decision will haunt me the whole season. I think that if we score there, that game's over. It's 14, nothing with our defense. I just think the game's over. So that Jacksonville game looms large in my opinion because it flips the division. We're 0 and 1 in the division. Tennessee's 2 and0 in the division so that's that's the game we're gonna have to overcome and that's why I think we're gonna have to beat Tennessee twice to really win this division and I think it's possible I mean, Tennessee's got a tough schedule we've got a tough schedule best team will win so and, and Luke and I said this before the season it's gonna be a two team race we thought that all the way you know all the way through and, and I honestly thought the Colts would be a little better offensively than what they've been especially in the Red Zone. But uh, you know it is what it is. We are you are what your record says you are. Like Bill Parcells always says. So we're four and two, and everything's in front of us. So that's hopefully we can get healthy. Get Pittman back. Maybe get Campbell back. Probably not. Uh, get Teray back. Maybe again. I'm I'm not hopeful on that. Uh, Leonard come, is going to come back. Cox is going to come back. So we should get some guys back. Other guys maybe not. Maybe we make a move at the deadline. Maybe somebody releases somebody. We definitely need some help, I feel like, at defensive end and maybe a wide receiver if, if if Pittman or any of the other guys get injured. So we'll see what happens. There's not a lot out there. Uh, I see some people saying, you know, why don't we trade for Julio Jones? They're not going to do it because of the dead cap money, so that's not going to happen, I don't think. A.J. Green, I don't really want to give up anything for I think I like what Marcus Johnson brings. T.Y.'s got to play better. I think Pittman get it coming back will help this offense immensely. So uh, moving forward, man, I think our best football is in front of us, and that's good because the best teams we, that we see are, are also in front of us. So it's going to be a fun second half of the season. Hopefully, you know, we can find a way to win the division because that's what I wanted to start the season. I still believe it's possible. We're one game behind 1.5 if you look at the you know divisional part but we got two games with Tennessee so that's that's where everything in begins and ends for me we've got to win our two Houston games and our Jacksonville game and the two Tennessee games are, are the season to me if we can somehow sweep those games I really believe we win the division but easier said than done Tennessee's you know playing really well even in a loss they came back against Pittsburgh so it's going to be It might be an uphill climb, but it's in front of us. Like I said, we still got the chance. It's not like we've already lost two games to Tennessee. We still got the opportunities, and that's all you can really ask for. So hopefully, knock on wood, we can stay healthy in the second half or relatively healthy and not lose any important players because that's always a big deciding factor in how things go for teams. And hopefully we've gotten our big injuries out of the way for this season, obviously losing Mack and Campbell you know, a few other guys have had significant injuries. Hopefully we'll get some of those guys back and, and then also, you know, not sustain too many serious injuries in the second half of the season. Cause like I said, that that's honestly a big deciding factor on what happens on the, on the football field. So with that said, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I know I'm not as good as Luke at this stuff, but I did the best I could. Uh, Luke if you listen I hope you I hope I did you a proud brother I really hope you feel better soon coming up we got a &A, uh, Q&A midweek and then the preview for the Detroit game at the end of the week so I appreciate everyone listening I appreciate everyone's support Uh, and hopefully uh, you know the second half of the season will be even more fun than the first half so thank you guys a lot for all your support and thank you for listening and we will be back with a Q&A on Wednesday here on the For the Culture podcast.